0: This isn't what it looks like. Secret series Mm by pseudonymous Bosch, book number four, chapter 18, page 341, chapter 18, The Joust. Your majesty, dukes and duchesses, counts and countesses, barons and baronesses, lords and ladies, knights and damsels, lads and lasses, yawns and served peers and realm, and whom did I miss? Students from the XXX school? The games begin. Standing in the middle of the stadium, in distressed and distressed in a suitably bright ballooning satin outfit, the announcer or the master of arms, as he'd introduced himself, lowered his bullhorn and raised his trumpet to his lips. In the Renaissance, I don't think that they would have had a porta potties next to the next to the royal stands. Complained Max Ernest, who was sitting in the stands next to next to Cass. Porta potties were directly behind them, and the smell was distinctively unpleasant. Trust me. In the real Renaissance, it was worse. Said Cass. People would just go wherever they wanted. Gross. How do you know where people went in the Renaissance went, anyways? Asked Max Ernest. Oh, right. I forgot. Get it? Because she went back in time, Peyton. "'Actually, you're right. How do I know? I don't know anything anymore,' said Cass grimly. "'What do you mean? What's wrong?' I asked asked Max Ernest. "'He had seen Cass in many moods, but never in such a self-doubting one. "'It was disturbing to to his sense of order. "'Cass shrugged. Nothing. I don't mean anything. "'She was about to tell Max Ernest the true reason behind her state of mind.' Not today, anyways. Oh, she wasn't about to tell Max Ernest's state of her true meaning of state of mind. Not today, anyways. If she told him about the experience, or non-experience, with the seer, he would probably rush her to the hospital. As they spoke, about 20 knights on horseback, or men and women dressed as knights on horseback, I should say, rode into the ring. Each wore a number over her breastplate, and each held a flag, some representing nations, other representing local businesses or bowling leagues. Bowling leagues ladies and gentlemen i now present the finest knights in the kingdom declared the master of arms they all have come from over the country indeed all over the world to compete in contests and skills of will the winner will be honored by the queen herself her her he proceeded to introduce the contestants each who who had adopted a grand title of the occasion sir daniel the darling Sir Michael the Moors, Sir Philip the Fair, and so on. Casamax Ernest applauded when they announced Yo-Yoji. And here, from Foil, Japan, Foidal, Japan, Sir, Sir Yoji-san, the Samurai Knight, Yo-Yoji rode into the ring on a feisty black horse. He was dressed in, Euro- in traditional European-styled armor, a couple sizes too big, but holding a uh, samurai sword and carrying a Japanese flag. Decorated with what I can only describe as some sort of anime alien, or perhaps it was meant to be Cass's sock monster, or oh, as his horse pawed the ground and jerked his head all the, uh, this way and that, Yo-Yoji squirmed in his saddle, he looked as if he might fall off before the games even began. "'Since when does yo know how to joust, anyways?' said Cass. "'He doesn't. He doesn't even know how to ride a horse,' Max Ernest said. "'But he knows all about swords and all of the kendo lessons from Lily. "'Plus, he has samurai experience, remember?' "'Ah, great. I'm sure this is going to be a piece of cake, then.' "'Quiet! The sphinx, The queen speaks!' Hush fell over the crowd. "'Miss Johnson stood up in the royal box.' loyal subjects we thank you from the bottom of our royal hearts for being here today on this great occasion she said attempting to maintain her english accent as she saluted to a bullhorn brave knights who among will be our champion to earn a patronage you must have the courage of a lion and the cunning of a fox and the eye of an eagle and the ferocity of a wolf the heart of a bear and the mind of well never mind maybe the may the best win win the crowd clapped and cheered, Long live the Queen! I regret to say that Yo Yoji's first effort was not auspicious. Despite his vaunted samurai experience, he passed by the quintin entirely and got thrown from his horse and wound up in a pole vaulting over his lance. A neat trick, but hardly a way to earn his points in hasted. Has to elude. Happily, he was able to stand up immediately. Afterward, a bit bruised but mostly unscathed. Then the audience laughter was, as you can imagine, uproarious. Okay, being thrown from a horse fucking hurts. That that's crazy. Poor kid needed a minute. I bet. Soon after. Soon however the games turned from military showmanship to direct combat. Now on foot the knights competed in a round of robin of hand to hand matchups featuring a variety of weapons including not only swords but flails, battle axes and spears and of course stage props. Of course all stage props and not real weapons. This was after all not a real king king a real knights tournament. But staged for a faux renaissance fair, I am pleased to inform you that Yo-Yoji's performance improved greatly with every matchup. Highly trained by the martial arts lily master, wee, Yo-Yoji was light on his feet and extremely deft with sword and flail especially. He had an unerring instinction instinct when to thrust, when to parry, and when to leap over the heads of his opponents. Well, perhaps not literally over their heads, but he did jump quite high considering the weight of his armor. By the time the knights were supposed to remount remount their horse, Yo-Yoji's score previously the lowest qualified him for the final round of jousting, the results of which would determine who would become the queen's champion. The competition had come down to four contestants. Compared to the first round of of Quintians, the targets were smaller and the stakes were higher. But look on Yo-Yoji's side. The first four contestants seemed to lose their grip of their lance in the last moment so so that he barely grazed his quintain and leaned a low, sco- low score of four. The second ten- contestant, fighting a gust of wind, missed the target entirely. Yo-Yoji was next. When the master of arms whistled the sound, Yo-Yoji sprinted his horse. This time, he sat firmly in his saddle. It was clear he intended not to be thrown off again, and he held his lance straight out, connecting it to the center of his quentin and earning more than respectable nine out of ten points. A moment later, the whistle sounded once more. The fourth contestant was about to make his move when suddenly his horse bucked as if spooked by something. The unfortunate knight was thrown to the ground while he shouted for his horse to stop. The horse tore off in the direction of the stables, kicking up a cloud of dust in its wake. Is it possible? Is it possible that Yo -Yo Yoji just won by default? Before Max Ernest could answer, there were shouts and cries from the other end of the stadium. Like everyone else in the audience, Cass and Max Ernest turned to see what was causing the commotion. This is part of the show, right? asked Max Ernest a hitherto unsight unseen knight had charged into the ring his tall horse rearing he broke through the ranks of the other knights causing the horses to buck and rear in turn he seemed to have an agitating effort on everyone present whether equine or human you on the gray horse what are you doing here cried the master of arms this tournament is for people who have reserved spots only i'm sorry but you're gonna have to leave the ring immediately Mm. but the mystery knight did not leave on the contrary he reined his horse and settled in the center of the stadium the picture he created was unnerving to say the least whereas the other knights all wore brand new armor that sparkled in the sunshine he was clad head to toe in dark and rusty sheets of steel that reflected no light even his horse was standing in full sun even though his horse was standing in full sun a medieval style helmet was masked his entire face a single narrow slit enabling him to see but not be seen Scale-like gauntlets covered his hands and forearms, giving them the quality of dragon talons. And he wore steel boots on his feet that looked heavy enough to sink a ship. His horse, meanwhile, was a good five or six hands taller than the other horse. Had a great deal wilder looking. Okay, a hand is four inches. So if they're five or six hands, you guys, that's ridiculous. That's like 20 or 24 inches. That's like almost two feet taller. What are they riding? a Clydesdale? Come on all right back to the story please can somebody escort this man out of here the master of arms was gesticulating in all directions a handsome silver-haired man dressed in a renaissance courtier with a wide ruffled collar black boots walked up to him and whispered in his ear begging your pardon ladies and gentlemen there may be a change of pl- change of plans announced the master of arms after a moment obviously flustered "'The new entrant calls himself the Unknown Knight. "'I am told he represents the Queen's cousin, Mary of Scots. "'As he said this, the Unknown Knight bowed towards a woman "'standing in the box opposite of Mrs. Johnson. "'She was pale and beautiful and dressed in a sparkling white gown, "'much finer, it must be said, than Miss Johnson's, "'that showed off her Barbie-thin waist. "'She tilted her head over so slightly in acknowledgment. The master of arms turned towards Mrs. Johnson, Your Majesty. This is highly irregular, but according to the gentleman, your cousin requests that we make an exception for his or her champion. Very well, the unknown knight shall joust with joust with winner of the previous contest. Declared Mrs. Johnson, playing along as if the regal fashion she could muster. It saddens to say, but we have just learned that Queen that Mary, Queen of Scots, has been plotting against us. She will take her own cousin's life so that she might be the queen. This joust will settle our feud. As the courtier courtier joined the woman identified as Queen Mary of Scots, the audience booed and hissed good-naturedly, "'Down with the traitor from France! Long live the queen!' "'Most of the audience seemed to assume that the final joust had been pre-planned, "'but the nervous face of the Master of Arms suggested otherwise. "'Max Ernest frowned, watching. "'Do they look familiar to you? "'Why? What do you? Th- "'Who do you think they are?' asked Cass. "'She had recognized the courtier and Mary of Scots right away, "'or thought she had, but had no longer trusted her own perceptions. "'Miss Von- Mobius and Dr. L. Who else?' "'Cass nodded. That's what I was thinking, but why? "'What are they doing here?' I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Who do you know that knew that that the new knight is? Who do you think that the new knight is? Cass looked down from the knight, standing like a shadow in the sun. She felt strangely familiar to her. I don't know. Should we warn Yo-Yoji? It's too late. The final joust was beginning. While Yo-Yoji and the unknown knight sat on their horse opposite ends of the field, the master of arms explained the rules of the joust. Five hundred years ago, he said, knights would continue fighting on foot once they were unhorsed in a duel to death. However, we will consider unhorsing your opponents for an equal wind. He addressed Mrs. Johnson once more. Your Majesty, will you bless this field that these men may duel? Miss Johnson nodded somberly and raised her hands in benediction. It was hot inside the army Yoyuji could hear himself breathing in his mask and in his mask and could even he thought hear his heart beating beneath his breastplate sweat dripped into his eye but with one hand in his lance and the other on his lance and the other holding a shield at the same time the reins on his horse there was no way to wipe his face the tournament was taking a taking far too long he wanted a shower he forced himself to concentrate on the task at hand it was difficult to see or hear very much under the helmet. He had no idea that the knight who the new knight was or where the knight had come from, or only that they were meant to joust each other. And am I really supposed to unhorse him? Yo Yoji wondered. What if his opponent got hurt? What if he Yo Yoji got hurt? He had been lucky enough to just last time he landed on the ground. What if this time was different? The whistle blew. He wasn't aware of his urging horse his of urging his horse forward, only on the sound of pounding hooves below and the rush of wind on the sides of his helmet, and merely seconds of Majesty the mystery night were closing in on each other, but for Yo Yoji there was something surreal and slow motion about that moment. He found his eyes drawn to the exorably, inexorably toward his opponent, and at the very least, Yo-Yoji had been able to see the other knight's eyes above their mask. But when he tried to catch a glimpse of the mystery knight's eyes, he only saw shadow. He could see nothing of the knight, not even a sliver of the neck or the wrist, only armor and chainmail. The crowd fell silent, everyone waiting breathlessly for the inevitable collision. His brief reverie, Yo-Yoji had lost crucial time. His opponent... His opponent's lance was aiming straight for him. From Yo-Yoji's perspective, it looked like an an oncoming arrow, and it was too late for him to try and land a blow. All he could do was at least try to protect himself. Just in time, he lurched to the side and raised his shields, deflecting the lance with a loud screech. The crowd cheered. Okay, this is a really long chapter, I feel like, anyways. Yoyoji shuddered, a delayed reaction to the near-miss. As his horse headed automatically for the far side of the stadium, Yoyoji glanced down at the shield. The deep gouge in its gleaming surface confirmed what he'd seen. The Mystery Knight's lance had been real. All of the other lances, including his own, had balls on their tips, but the opponents had a sharp needle. Only Yoyoji's instinctive lurch to the side had saved him. An inch or two in one direction or in another, he would have been impaled was it impossible was it possible that the other knight was intentionally trying to kill him or was the knight just so determined to win that he was indifferent to whether yo yoji lived or died turning his horse around yo yoji had noticed he was no longer it was no longer sweltering hot his sweat had turned clammy his armor was now cold to the touch This is what it's like to be afraid, he thought. He didn't know what to do. Bow out. Cass and Max Ernest would be disappointed, but they wouldn't want him to risk getting killed, would they? Shivering, he looked over at the master of the arms to see if he'd noticed anything, Ari. But the satin-clad man was raising his whistle to his lips, about to signal another round. Just then, there was a shout at the royal box. Halt! The joust must stop. "'It was the school secretary, Opal, still in costume as Lady Fool. "'She pointed to Yo-Yoji. "'I recognize that boy. He's a student at our school. "'Not allowed to participate in this tournament. "'Yoji, dismount and remove your armor immediately.' "'There was chaos that the master of arms verified that the secretary was saying, "'then hurriedly declared the unknown knight the winner.' When Cass and Max Ernest caught up with Yo-Yoji, he was out of armor and standing by the guardrail. The secretary gripped him by the arm as if he were a little boy likely to run off. You're right, that was totally against the rules for Yo-Yoji to do this. Are you taking him to see the principal, asked Max Ernest, hopefully. I'm sure Miss Johnson will deal with him. I'm just as soon as I'm done with that night, said Opal, nodding. She nodded to the other side of the field where the unknown knight, still unseen under his helmet, waited on his horse for the in the winner's circle with a master of arms. Miss Johnson strode regally towards him in a blue a blue ribbon in her hand. Good, I mean, oh that's too bad, said Cass. I know you know, we knew Yo entered the contest, but we didn't say anything, so should we be in trouble too? The Secretary raised her eyebrows. Is that right? Sir, unknown. "'Champion of Mary, Queen, Scott,' said Mrs. Johnson, speaking into the Master of Arms bullhorn, "'with this ribbon I bestow upon your royal favor.'" She raised her ribbon to the, f- to the air. <sighs> "'Pretty, uh, <good. sighs> wait, I know, knight.'" When his gauntlet covered, his hand reached down. However, he didn't take it. Instead, he yanked the lodestone pendant off of her neck of the unsuspected principal. "'Well, I never,' she shrieked. "'Are you crazy?' She straightened, straightening himself out once more on his horse. The knight laughed a hollow echoing laugh, a laugh that sounded as if it came from the depth of the rusty old armor. Go he shouted to his horse, spurring it forward. Miss Johnson screamed at the point, Thief, thief, stop him. That man stole my necklace, thief. At the edge of the field, the knight unexpectedly reined his horse and looked back over his shoulder. The fanatic Miss Johnson kept shouting, Guards! Security! Somebody do something! Arrest him! Cass knew it was unlikely, but she felt certain that the knight was looking at her. She thought again the awful possibility that had occurred to her earlier. There's no way, or was there? Then the crowd had watched aghast. The knight galloped off this, out of the stadium with his right hand raised, dangling the lodestone like a surprise. As soon as the unknown knight disappeared, Mrs. Johnson turned to Mrs. Mobius and Dr. L, or Mary Queen of Scots and her courtier, as she knew them. They were sitting expressionless in the front row box, watching the, un- the events unfold. You and you, I mean we... Sputtered the furious Miss Johnson, still trying to maintain her character as Queen Elizabeth. We don't know, we don't know what you think that you're getting, and entering a maniac like that to this competition. But you're not leaving until he returns with my necklace. She pointed to the ununiformed royal guards lined up in front of them. Guards, seize my our traitor cousins and that awful courtier of hers! Instant, this instant the guards didn't move mrs Mombius stood slowly her glass, dress glittering in the sun seemingly without trying she looked 10 times the queen she looked 10 times the queen miss johnson did please spare us your theatrics your majesty or should i say madam principal a queen should never have to shout over in order to be heard indeed Although Mrs. Maubius' voice was ice but a whisper, it could be heard across the stadium as if it were being carried by a cold breeze. She gestured to Dr. L, who stood and bowed. I'm afraid my courtier and I must infu- refuse your invitation. We have pressing business to attend to, a kingdom to build, you might say, and we simply cannot be detained. And now I have a message for a certain extremely meddlesome little girl here today. Mrs. Maubius looked directly at Cass darling it's over you and that ragtag bunch of circuits freeze have lost we hope to never see you and your friends again but rest assured if we do it will be for the last time it's no longer just us mere mortals that you have to be contend with our master has returned and he will not be stopped guards mrs mobius snapped her white gloved finger at the guards who had ignored mrs mobius only moments earlier they immediately stood at attention and saluted Cass, Max Ernest, and Yo-Yoji gasped involuntarily. All of the guards were wearing white gloves. Friends, Mrs. Mobius snapped her fingers again. Suddenly, the entire crowd of people behind her stood and revealed that they, too, all were wearing white gloves. They raised their hands in unison and made a sweeping gesture. Then, in silence, they descended into the field and filled out, filed out the gates behind Mrs. Mobius and Dr. L., our three heroes stared after them. It was like watching a flock of seagulls rise at the beach and disappear into the horizon. Only in this case, the seagulls might be described as birds of prey. dip dip doop, and Peyton has ditched us. Well, that's okay. Okay, how many pages do we have left? Oh shoot! Okay, four ten, and we're on three fifty nine. Okay, so we've got 50 pages left, a little less than 49 pages left. Holy moly to moly, maybe we'll finish this tomorrow morning. Okay, bye.